0: Hey everybody, this is Al Nash from the Direction U Empowerment Dynasty and you're listening to the Unapologetic Women podcast, the show for female leaders who love to live their legacies, unleashed, unlimited and unafraid. If this is a community you would like to be a part of, visit directionu.co forward slash unapologetic. Today, we're talking about labels and identity with Christine Campbell Rappin. Christine is a business success coach and lifestyle strategist and is the owner of Clear Acceleration Incorporated. As a business expert, she coaches, mentors, and consults business owners who are looking to accelerate the growth of their business. She believes in high-touch and high-impact strategies to create demand for services including speaking, networking, and hosting events to attract clients who want what you offer today and are eager to invest. Thanks for joining us. This is Christine Campbell-Rappin. All right, so Christine, oh my goodness. As always, so excited to have this conversation because I have to pinch myself a little bit every day when I get to have these conversations with women that I seriously admire and respect and who inspire me greatly on a day-to-day basis and every time that I reach out to one of your badasses and go like oh will you be on my podcast and you guys say yes I'm like really she wants to play with me (laughs) so cool so welcome 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 Christine and thank you so much for agreeing to be on this this podcast today um so delighted to introduce you to some of my people that I get to know and um yeah see where this conversation goes so we met this year Mm -hmm. on a networking call which neither one of us can remember where it was (laughs) True story and it it was just oh I need to have coffee with her she's so cool Um, And that has resulted in really something that I treasure greatly as a friendship because you are one of those sincerely unapologetic women in the business space. So let me ask you, what does it mean to you to be an unapologetic woman?
1: You know, I think it is about recognizing I am not here to be anybody else's labels and a real recognition that we're not one thing. And it was, you know, through my own journey, a transition between, you know, all the things that people comfortably put you in that box and recognizing I'm more than that. I'm not in the box at all. And I am me not your labels of me. And I think it was that real transition. And it certainly, you know, I, it's certainly been this decade awareness, I would say to that truth of, you know, I am not content to just be how you label me.
0: I love that. And as you're talking, what really comes to me is the understanding that the boxes that people put us into really has nothing to do with us who we are, how we show up, it's got everything to do with their constructs, it's got everything to do with their worldview, their experience, and in that what I'm finding is humanity, society at large is really losing its um, curiosity of other people of getting to know them and their worldview and how they experience themselves, they're more concerned with how do you fit into my little box, than well, who are you if I leave all my labels apart? And mm-hmm. just getting to know how you think, how you experience life, what you're passionate about, what you're not passionate about. Oh, oh Do you think we're losing that inherent desire to be curious of other people
1: i think we're lazy actually i think it's more of a laziness because the first thing we want to do when we look outward to the world is to label it and we look for the lowest common denominator typically when we're starting we can make a lot of judgments and we're lazy and the real growth happens and the real connection happens when you step beyond the label and but you always start there and the truth is is that we like the idea of labels because they are certain and they're a definition a language almost at the same time, what I really find in the rich contexture of friendships and life and business and all these things is we are so much more multi-dimensional than the label ever could be. It's very flat, it's very structured, and sometimes we make ourselves flat and structured. And when we're out engaging people, sometimes it's just like sure. I'll just let that one on. And truthfully, the thing that we all struggle the most with is I'm I'm the sum of all the parts. And we like to hide certain parts. We are more visible with certain parts. And when you really, truly, you know, get down to what we're bringing the awareness on is I'm just me. In an ever-evolving journey. Some labels you aspire to. Some you're ready to let go. Some you're also going, yeah. If you just want to define me that way, that makes it easy, and let's it gives us that common place to start from. But I do think we're, you know, the labels really are about, in many ways, the cheat sheet, and then we get lazy around it. But the real fun bit comes after when you realize we are not one thing. Ever, other than a single identity, me. I'm me.
0: I, I love the richness of releasing labels i love the richness of exploration when we stop even using labels to explain ourselves or to define ourselves especially in the work environment professional environments and what i'm finding at the moment is that well quite frankly even if we use the labels that society wants to give us industry has bastardized so many of the labels that oftentimes even if we use them people have the complete misconception of who we are and what it is that we really do and that's something that I'm grappling with at the moment as you know Um, being part of an industry that I haven't felt part of since it's become an industry and continuously going well I'm I know what I do But the label that the industry has given me is no longer what I do. It's changed. I'm I'm the artist and the artist is not the industry. And the industry Mm -hmm. doesn't value the arts. And so even that is something that I'm grappling with at the moment. And, And that's my journey of exploration right now. Let's talk a little bit about what it takes for somebody like you to get to getting to that unapologetic space because what i'm finding is that there's a pattern there's a theme in all the women that i'm speaking to including myself where we really were born these little badass girls taking on the world and then life happened and we almost self abandoned and and started trying to climb into those boxes that everybody held out to us so that we could be loved so that we could feel loved and accepted, and then we had to find our way back. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey of what it took for you to become this amazing, unapologetic woman that I know today?
1: Yeah, I think I'll share. You know, the the last major transition, and that was you know the growth the growth of the businesswoman, independent businesswoman, maybe is a better way to do it because I have spent a career in, in heavily male dominated industries. There's some really good moments and a lot of war stories in that chapter. Um. And it was interesting because it was when there were so many changes going on with the labels in my life that I really felt the most lost. And it was at the time when I was about to be married, to be honest, Um, I was all of a sudden people were asking me, was I going to change my name? Was I going to how did I feel about having bonus children? and a dog overnight and all these things that were going on I'd had a pretty change in my career at that time about the same thing I was also lost in my that career I'd lost my job right about the time when I was like now I'm we can't go buy the new home because I banks won't let me have any money even though I'm like well but do you know what my bank says (laughs) like I have the money and they're like no but you don't have a job and the label of the job and that transition and it was I was it was at that time where there was so much going on in my personal life that I was losing me and the identity of me. And it was a really tough place. And my husband at the time, or my fiance at the time, we, we, we had lots of conversations like, how can I help you through this? I'm like, you can't. There's no roadmap. I'm, I'm a hot mess and I am all over the place. And it was a random conversation with someone I would never have expected to change the trajectory of my life because it was someone who I was a colleague of we were not friendly from halfway around the world said, I want to talk to you. You, I think you went back to Canada. She and I knew each other from the UK and said, tell me, I've always struck me that you wanted to do something for yourself in business. Do you want to have a conversation about that? And I was like, well, that's fascinating. One, I haven't heard from you in 10 years. We're not friendly, but you're going to talk to me about a business. Sure. I'm curious. And I went into a conversation and I didn't get out of bed on Wednesday to start a business. I was just getting out of bed on Wednesday to have a fascinating conversation because I was so curious and I almost didn't bet on myself and I was like, you know, I'm, Yeah, I've got a relatively new job. I'm about to move into a house. I'm about to be married. There were so many things going on that I was like, you know, adding in go start a business was not on the plan. (laughs) Until I looked at myself in the mirror on the Friday morning and I almost said no. And then I thought, I need to do this for me. Because in all of the things that are piling up on my emotions, the labels that were changing, I needed something for me I needed something that was rooting me and I I don't like I said the word kind of solidify who I was going to be in the next season and this is a piece I could do and That now is the time to do it so I just sent an immediate yes and said I'm in I'm gonna have to figure that out it came into the kitchen (laughs) made a cup of tea I told my husband by the way I started a business today and he's like you did what (laughs) like do you think we should have a conversation about this I was like, honestly, it didn't occur to me. I will tell you, a single girl who made all of her own decisions didn't occur to me. <laughs> and he's like, these are probably things we should discuss just in the future, you know? Maybe I need to teach out what it's like to, you know, to have this like building of a life with someone else in a much more obviously significant way. And I said, I, I'm doing this for me. And he's like, okay, then what does it mean to us? And I said, I will commit one hour a day to this business that I'm going to start. Well, you guys watch a rerun of Friends or whatever the current sitcom is that they were watching on Netflix. I said, well, you guys are doing that every day. For one, I'm going to go start this business. And I really did it because I needed a sense of self. And the sense of self started that I'm not going to be defined by who these labels are. I am going to be all of the things I want to do and I'm going to decide how I want to move forward. And even (laughs) jokingly, incidentally, the day I got married, I was like, "Does does anybody know but she made a decision? Does anybody know? He's like, I don't know. I have no idea what she's going to do. Kids, the I was getting married, girls are doing my makeup. So like, are you changing your name? Have you decided? <laughs> like 20 minutes from now, you're going to get married. What are you going to do? And I was like, in the end, of course, I ended up with two names because I wasn't prepared to let go of my own identity. I was going to enhance and build a new one, a new label, one that I chose. I didn't have people choose for me. And that really was the, the big difference was the sense of self. I'm doing this for me
0: there's so many things in there that I want to delve into. Um, The first was, when you said you decided to take a bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. That for me, is probably a critical missing piece for so many people who want to be unapologetic, but they haven't quite figured out how to even start that. And betting on ourselves, is the easiest and the hardest thing in the world to do. It's the easiest thing because, well, if I'm not going to back myself, then who the hell is going to back me? So why not back myself? But Mm -hmm. then also, we are not taught to take that bet on ourselves. We're kind of taught to not do that. We're kind of taught that everybody else should be taken into consideration and If they believe in us, then we can bet back ourselves. Or if somebody else has created the evidence, then I can back myself. Instead of just going, well, actually, no, I'm going to back myself first and foremost. What was the thing that had you go, if I'm not going to do this, if I'm not going to bet on myself. I can't expect somebody else to do that. Can you walk us through that conversation, that internal dialogue that was happening for you?
1: Yeah, it is an interesting one. And, and I, I definitely, I always say to people, the one person you should never hesitate to back is yourself, because you're thinking that, you know, this is the worst case scenario. I will tell you, you're biologically driven to keep yourself safe. Like this is, you just already have this in your system. So use it to your advantage. And I've, I've done that with my career, moving abroad, doing all kinds of things. Like I, the bigger the jump, the easier it is. The smaller the jump, the lazier we are. And for me, you know, when I was brushing my teeth, all my big decisions happen when I'm in looking in the mirror. At myself, it's a really eye-to-eyeball conversation. And it comes from my dad, who, in, who always said to me, you know, at the end of the day, you don't owe explanation to anybody else. You owe explanation to your maker and to the person reflected back at you. And so, no, ask yourself... Did you show up in kindness? Did you treat people well today? Did you show up as your best potential? And only you have to know the answer looking in the mirror. And if you didn't, tomorrow you have an opportunity to do it again, make different choices. And so when I was sitting there in the morning brushing my teeth, thinking I I seriously cannot add a business into my life at this point in my life, I was like, I started to hear myself talk about the money and And then I looked at myself and going, you're being ridiculous, Christine, because I wouldn't have thought twice about spending substantially more than that on a red handbag. (laughs) I wouldn't. I spent more the night before on pizza and for dinner. It was not a money conversation. And I was letting money be the excuse. And I said, Christine, you're being ridiculous. This is not a money thing. This is a fear thing. And you're scared to bet on yourself. And right now there's so many changes going on. that The only person you can bet on is you because you have to show up to make this marriage work, to make the relationship with the extended families work, to, to to step into the bonus mom role that I had never thought I would need to, or I didn't have an, I don't, it just hadn't occurred to me. Like, I'm like, I was not that creepy girl with a, a, a binder of this is what my wedding will look like. That was just not me. And I was like, you have to bet on yourself here. And so stop being ridiculous, figure it out. This was the thing and it was about make the decision to move quickly. And I said, I've sent that note right off as I'm in. I don't even know what it means yet, but I'm in. And so decisions make speed. Don't let yourself, let fear be the biggest voice in your head. Give yourself a little bit of course correction. And I was like, Christine, you're being ridiculous. You're You're just afraid of an unknown. And the only way you'll get certainty out of this is to know you can trust yourself to figure it out make the decision and keep making decisions learning from each one there's no perfect time there's no perfect decision all you do is make the best decision with the available information you have And thought i'll just have to figure this out and that was exactly and
0: the it. second thing i wanted to go into is you said yes first and then you would figure it out and i feel like that's where a lot of people are tripping themselves up and i even talk about it in my, my latest book that decision has to be made first the way cannot be shown until the decision has been made and respectfully everybody has you know their different way of processing and their different way of operating i know for me i'm one of those people i say yes and then I figure it out. I don't have the patience, thank God, to get all the information and then sit and draw up the list. For me, it's very much a gut reaction. Like I go inside and I go, do I want this? Yes or no? Is there a part of me that just kind of goes, "Woohoo! yeah, baby, this is the thing. Like I was born for this without any rationale. To those things, I just say hell to the yes, and then you know, we will figure it out because it has been a hell to the yes. Or a hell to the no. Like, no, this is just ego bullshit. This is not really what I want. This is this is me going off into another way. And today I know that you bring this gift to your clients. I ask you to tell the listeners a little bit about the gift that you're sharing and, and what is your business about now? And well. I think that you have multiple kind of businesses because that's just the kind of person that you are. (laughs) What is it that you you are doing right now in business? What are you focused on?
1: You know, it's interesting. I think also the one thing about you know, make the decision and when you decide, it's really truthfully looking at the potential of something and deciding if the potential is worth the risk. And I will tell you, always focus on the potential because when I said I had no idea how I would do this time-wise. I also then told you it was not about the money, but it was about I could see the potential. And the only person who was in my way was me. And that's where I was like, You're being ridiculous, Christine. Of all the stupid things you've done. This is this is so small risk. Just figure it out. But to me, I'm I, I work in the world of business and it's, it's kind of it's my my jungle if you will and I am so passionate about helping people make business successful on their own terms you know talk about the labels it comes right back to that it's like you do not have to do it in anybody else's way your business should be a reflection of the life you want and the style in it and I am lit up helping entrepreneurs all around the world actually figure out how to build a viable business, how to make impact and income. And it is by not sounding like everybody else. It is about knowing that truth of who you are and recognizing that you, you're you there to serve. Every, every example and everything you've gone through in your life, and it was you who taught me this or you who left this imprint in my brain, which was what if it was not in service of your own journey, but to be of service and to somebody else's? And what do I know? I know the world of business. And I said, I didn't set out to coach and mentor. I've always done it in my career. I've led big teams all around the world. And the interesting thing was, as I was building my first business, people started to ask me, what is it that you're doing one hour a day to see the results that you're seeing? And I libly responded, I treat my business like a business. And I was like, eh, I've heard that catchphrase you seem to actually know what that means though. And you're doing it because I'm watching and the business was building and doubling every year, one hour a day around the life that I had when my kids were very active in sports. I wasn't going to be able to do lots. I said it was one hour, but do it really focused. And it was through that people started to say, can you help me? Sure. Tell me what what I need to focus on. Sure. And then they were like, okay, now I know what I need to focus on. I'm still not doing it. um, But I still really kind of, think I want I wanted I want this I was like okay well then get out of your way (laughs) they're like could you help me do that and that's how I really became a coach because people are like can I can I pay you to help me and I'm like sure this was weird it was the weirdest transition but that's also how my third business started it was about connection serving other people and people like there's an opportunity here and I was like focus on the possibilities get help and I really truly want to see more businesses succeed because business is actually elegantly simple. Mm-hmm. We make it really complicated because we don't lean into the simple fundamentals, the simple connections. People need your services. Mm-hmm. You don't need to justify it. It's such an interesting thing. And said to people, What is the most trafficked sites in the world? Google, Pinterest, YouTube. What are people doing? Searching for solutions. You've got to show up visibly. Owning your story. And the people would be grateful to have that connection. And I think the simple thing about business, show up as a good human being goes back to what my dad says, (laughs) looking myself in the mirror. Do do kindness, be confident in the truth that you own, and yet visible. And I don't mean that's a social media thing. I mean, you have to be visible and in the right rooms and you have to be a good human being. Because if people have need, it is not about you sitting on the sidelines show up be the footprints help it's so important and it's simple
0: I want to go a little bit into that be a good human being because I know that when we say be a good human being especially for women there is a certain way in which most of us were conditioned of what does it mean to be a good woman and I know for me personally I don't tick 90% of those boxes because I'm everything, not what my culture said a good woman is. (laughs) (laughs) so, So I just want our listeners to kind of like just tap into, you know, what do you mean by being a good human being? Because for me, it comes down to don't be a dick and always operate from love. Like for me, if you're not a dick and you're operating from a really good place, that makes you a good human being. And everybody who's listening to this has their own definition of what that is. So what is your definition of be a good human being?
1: You know, to, to me, it goes back to what are your values? You know, my number one value is integrity. So show up and, just, you know, if you say you're gonna do something, do something. And that's again about betting on yourself and, and, and then owning your commitment to yourself. I committed one hour a day. I had to keep promise with myself it is about truth and that is discomforting and you know I said, but if you you take it from the heart I said I, I show up in the truth People would say in many ways why do people work with me I'm a truth teller I said there'll be days we like each other there'll be days I'm going to ruffle your feathers but at the end of the day I am the safe space to be a thinking partner with because what you will get from me is truth my opinion take it with a grain of salt, based on my experience in the world, a experience that is evolving. And I think it is about integrity and truthfulness and compassion and recognizing that we are all works in progress. It has to be, you know, I think one of the most powerful things that we have in our gift and that we seek equally, is the ability to be and feel seen. And I think when we show up in business, you know, when I say be a good human being is we get all this story about the, you know, the, I want to be, we're so worried about the judgments, that we can stay hidden. It's safe on the shore. It's safe if I don't say my dreams are really big. And, you know, we watch women downgrade their big dreams faster than anybody. And it makes my head spin. And that's exactly why I do what I do. Cause I'm like, stop the downgrade of your business dreams, amplify them the other direction, please. Cause it is so possible, but it comes down to when we, when we go forward, if you know somebody is in the darkness in some capacity and you have gifts that will help them figure a way out of that darkness being a good human being to me is and let your internal worry about judgment take a freaking backseat and go be visible to them like if you know it, it's we think we can't do it i'm like if you if you were the 1st on scene to anything you will rise to the occasion you will be a good human being if if there's other people around you think ah somebody else will do it no you know what you're here you do it and nobody is expecting perfection from you nobody like that's just amazing freedom right there Nobody is expecting perfection they're simply saying i feel seen by you and you're saying i see you it is so powerful it will shape and move mountains that, that gift that you seek, the gift you can give, and the one that you are actively, you know, in equal measure, wanting to be on the receiving end of.
0: I love that. And you know what, people are gonna judge. It's like people are gonna label, people are gonna judge. And just like the labels, it's got nothing to do with you and everything to do with where they are finding themselves. And I really had to learn that lesson. And I remember when I first came online seven years ago, I was so naive about what online really means. And I was horrified most of the days of how kind some people could be and how cruel some people could be and how some people could experience me as inspirational and other people would just bash me um, Mm -hmm. to a pulp. And I would think to myself, wow, what am I doing wrong? Do, Mm -hmm. Do I show up as me? Do I need to tone myself down? Do I need to start looking a certain way? Do I need to start speaking a certain way? It took me years to finally recognize, hey, actually, Al, it's got nothing to do with you. At the end of the day, some people are going to resonate with what you are saying, and some people are not. And it's okay. Your job is to show up as you and allow people to find the resonance or not. And it's
1: we're crazy. not but and both are both are okay like this is the oxymoron of, of the truth is you are not for everybody and that's as it should be but the key here is we know trying to conform into the labels isn't working either so you know i said we are we're lazy and you say yes the judgment is lazy but when you're working with somebody and you would pass the judgment just imagine if there was another another side to that story focus on the possibility learn look beyond the easy it's amazing what doors can open
0: you are not for everybody and you my darling are not for everybody <laughs> who are you for and and i'm going to say this you're definitely not for anybody who's not willing to take action. I'll just put that one out there right here, right <laughs> now. <laughs> so, so who are you for and, and how do they connect with you?
1: You know, I am definitely for people that are in a place where the status quo is simply untenable anymore. It's like, you know, I I I'm tired of my own yes. And I know I can't move on my own because we're lazy. It's left our own devices. We settle and we middle and we know mediocre is not where I wanna stay. Average is not where I wanna stay. And I need somebody who will be a strong partner in the darkness and a safe space to think with. It's so important that we have mutual respect for each other and at the same time rise this compelling need to rise i said move past the limits move past the idea focus on the potential and say i can't wait another year and stay here i'm ready scared i'll hold your hand i'm not afraid of the dark i quite like it the phoenix rises the light shines and it's time to move. And for me, you know, I work with service-based entrepreneurs who are ready to scale, who are saying, I, I know I'm here for impact, and this I cannot continue to be the best kept secret in my industry. I've got to find a way to tell my story. And I always tell people the stories you don't want to share are the stories your people need to see, to hear and to be the leader that you're missing. like We've got to show up as the leaders we need. Nobody else is coming to save us because we have the capacity to save ourselves. And we don't have to have all the tools, all the skills, but I am looking with people and working with people who are saying, I will acquire, I will focus on the being, I will step into the next level of this. And that will require me to take uncomfortable action and celebrate and dance it out. When I do something that I'm like, well, I'll never suck at that the way I did the first time (laughs) and see the growth. You know, I always say to people, I'll meet you exactly where you are, but you've told me very clearly, you don't want to stay here. So let's move. And then I'll say, remember where we were? Let's look back. It's amazing how fast you can accelerate when you close that back door and say i'm ready to bet on myself. So how people find me, you know, it's very simple. I've got a name. She is by my name, by birth and now my known chosen labels, Christine Campbell Rappin, and you can find me under that on the whole wide world. And it is about connection, conversation and acceleration. And i think as we go into 2023, amplification.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I feel like 2022 for a lot of people, especially in my space, it's been about choosing who we are going to be moving forward and laying the foundation with regards to decision of what we are creating moving forward. And now it's time for us to amplify that. It's time for us to take that and go, okay, well, what does this look like? Times 10X, 100X, 1000X, because there is no limits. There really is no limit to the potency and the impact that we are here to make. But it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility.
1: It's asking yourself what, you know, you're right, there are no limits, but the question I think is really helpful to ask yourself is, what do I need and who do I need on the journey to help me be unlimited? And I think, cause the challenge people, like, you always ask like the how, I'm like the how is not the right question to ask. The how is honestly the easiest thing to fix even though you're caught up in it the what and the why and who do i need with me who do i have to you know be around that's that challenges me that's thinking partners with me but also saying i see you in a greatness you don't see yet in yourself that's like talk about the human stuff that's the way it's like oh really (laughs) you don't see yourself clearly sometimes Most days, you're looking for the flaws and not the possibilities. What would it look like if it was unbounded, unlimited, unleashed? What do you need in you? It's already there.
0: I love that. And it's almost as though it's part of the evolution, especially in business that we're seeing where it used to be really codependent. And then we went all independent on our own asses. And now it's time to evolve into interdependence where it is the coming together we're not here to do it on our own and you know i'm saying that as a historical lone wolf who did everything on my own and not making any of that wrong but it is an evolution that needs to take place and it's a definitely a consciousness evolution that we are going through at the moment so i love that I'll always end with the same question what do you take an unapologetic stand for in the
1: world that they, your dreams are not big enough. I think you know one of the when I look at one of the biggest catalysts when I decided to go into business for myself, but the idea had been around in my head for about forever because I think I knew from a really young age I would do it. I just didn't know what it would look like. I kept waiting for that, and it was a conversation that you know that happened on New Year's Day. I listened to a, a training uh, from some other women in my network. And it was, you know, a woman who says, I want to make a million dollar business doesn't get a cheering squad. All of us are like, well, but she's got this and she's got this. And we, we just watch that million dollar dream go to, maybe I'll take a course to, maybe I'll buy the book. Maybe I won't even read the book. And it happens in a nanosecond. Doesn't happen that way with men. And I was like, I'm going to go apply for that job. I'm going to go run a billion million dollar business. And then I was like, okay, awesome, go for it. And I was like, that's got to change. I work with clients and they're like, you know, my dreams are, are six figures. And I'm like, why six? Because to make 10 is the same as making 100 to making 100K to probably a million. The same limits, you will have them at every step in the way. So what's the difference? So what would your life look like if you had significant more resources, access? What would you do? And I would tell you the people I play with, good things. I'm like, why don't you go do good things on a bigger scale? Unapologetically, I will tell you, your dreams are not big enough. And it isn't that you can do them in the immediate. If you can, get off your butt and go do that. ASAP. But really, realistically, it's like, who do I need to become to be that person? And get moving. Yeah. Your dreams are not big enough. Yeah. Don't let the society, your inner dialogue, somebody else's voice leave rent free in your head, keep you playing small. And it doesn't mean that everyone wants a million dollar business. I'm just using it as a benchmark. Whatever it is, life on your own terms, is non-negotiable. It's, it shouldn't be, well, I would like that. You can have that.
0: You have to have that. Not having life on your own terms is not having life.
1: And we all evolve there. Things shift. And I will tell you the labels and things we want change, too. So give yourself permission to recognize that you will continue to evolve it's the most amazing part of the human journey what I wanted at 20 is not what I wanted here today and I doubt what I want today will be what I want in 20 more years
0: yeah personally I've stopped the the 10-year vision and the five-year vision because I just realized at some stage that my personal transformation was happening so fast that to decide today the vision that I want to have in five years from now was not realistic for me anymore. It was just, it was not correlating. I kept on going, oh my God, but I'm not the same person I am last month. How could I possibly still hold to the same vision? Not that I'm saying other people shouldn't do it, just my personal evolution. Like we we can't continue holding ourselves hostage to a vision mm-hmm. from long time ago. If we one of the people actively doing the work for personal transformation on a daily basis just doesn't work for us anymore. Darling, this has been so much fun. There is I'm I'm actually going to say people should listen to this twice. Because there was so much rich wisdom shared today, which I'm so grateful for. Thank you, as always, because that's what you do. You over deliver. (laughs) Tremendously. Um, and I highly recommend anybody who's listening to this, who is not full of shit, quite frankly, who's not a talker, but who is somebody who is willing to bet on themselves and willing to make shit happen, because they can to connect with Christine. If you're a talker, and I think you'll do so well in Christine's space because Christine's bullshit detection is extraordinary. Um, And uh, (laughs) know that. (laughs) So thank you so much, Christine. This has been a remarkable conversation. And to all the ladies who joined us today, thank you so much for investing your time. I really do hope that you connect with Christine. Why the hell wouldn't you want to? Um, And if you have a story that you know needs to be shared, connect with us. Contact me, alidirectionu.co. And otherwise, we will see you next week for another riveting conversation whilst we get to live our legacies unleashed, unlimited and unafraid. Have an amazing day further. Cheers.